Welcome to the Theological Family Ministry Podcast, or the TFM. It's a podcast that looks at how a working knowledge of the Bible's teaching affects what you teach and affects how you do your ministry with children, with families. And so we want to equip parents, pastors, those who work with children to, to work well with those God has entrusted to your care. So uh, I'm Ben Palaz. I'm the family and children's pastor at Curtis Baptist Church in Augusta, Georgia. And I'm joined, as always, by... The one and only Reverend Anthony Trasoni at Westminster Baptist Church in Westminster, Maryland. The one and only, yes. You know, <laughs> I, recently I, I saw a church van, and it, you know, sometimes churches will have the name of the pastor on there, and the pastor was the Bishop Superintendent Elder. I thought, man, I want to be that when I grow up. <laughs> so, as the, you might want to see if you can get your your title adjusted, but Tony. I think you know this, and anyone who's been in church any length of time knows that church attendance and commitment and involvement tends to dwindle in the summer. I mean, you look around and you go, where is everyone? Well, I think there's many reasons for that. People travel, people have visitors come, people get tired, people can get lazy. I was reading an article getting ready for this by this guy, Kerry Newhoff, up in Canada. I, um, and he gave 10 reasons, he thought, for just decreased attendance in general. And he pointed out that you know people are making more money, that more people make more money than they used to, and so they have more options. And that includes travel and travel sports. And when people have options, often they're choosing these other things. And so you know whatever the causes are, it's the reality. So Memorial Day is creeping up on us, uh, at least when we're recording this. And so after, after that, it's going to start dipping. And then in August, when school starts back, it tends to go back up. So, you know, travel and vacation and rest and all that can be good. But how we want to talk today about how we can avoid families going on spiritual vacation, too. I mean, we don't want everyone to become members of Lakeside or Seaside or even Bedside Baptist. So, Tony, what do you enjoy most about summer? I think summer is my favorite season, Ben. Uh, I like a lot of the th- things in the summer, the beautiful weather, especially, you know, I'm from the northern Midwest, and we're used to the Arctic winters, and then the summer's kind of being a break amidst that uh, great and terrible cold. But uh, <laughs> the I, I love the beach. You know, I enjoy going to the beach, generally swimming on a hot summer day, whether it be in a pool, whether it be in a lake, whether it be in the ocean is so refreshing, and I enjoy it very much much. Uh, I enjoy fresh fruit and fresh fruit smoothies and things like that. The enjoyment, the taste of strawberries and mango and different other summer flavors. You know, even something that I wish I could enjoy further in the summer, but Chick-fil-A is ending it on May 31st, I believe. Is uh, They have the strawberry frosted lemonade thing, and I just think it tastes like the perfect taste of delicious summerness. And I'm sure maybe they can make it custom for you if you paid them enough money. Yeah, I mean, nice walks, and you know, I try to give some concentrated time to having prayer walks during the summer, especially around our neighborhoods, and also baseball. I enjoy, you know, watching baseball and hopefully seeing the Orioles crush your Braves. <laughs> hey, they—they're actually in second place right now, but you know, they're still under five hundred. So <laughs> that's a statement. Well, hey, it's just the NL East. 
Yeah, a lot of the things that you named about summer I enjoy too. I just really like watermelon. Put it in the refrigerator and then get it out when it's nice and cold. I mean, it's uh, just yes. can't beat that. Um, you know, and there's nothing like going swimming in your Speedo and just that, that refreshing water in the Georgia heat. Just can't beat it. And the baseball. And, and seriously, I just like wearing shorts. It's just fun. Do you like the feel of the water dripping through your beard? <laughs> Yes, you know, kind of like oil running through Aaron's beard. You know, it's, it's great. So, Tony, is it a, a busy time for you and your family? Uh, yeah, I would say so. You know, it's kind of a different time than a lot of other seasons. You know, we have a couple big things every summer. We have at our church, we have our VBS in the middle of summer, uh, July 10th through 14th. If you go to our church, please sign up. We have two vacations. Uh, we usually have a vacation at kind of the beginning of the summer. One, I'm actually going to be leaving on in two days from the recording of this podcast. Nice. And then we try to have one kind of at the end of the summer. A kind of refreshing time. But we also try to do a lot lot of special family days through the summer and different work on the house but at the same time you know days can be the busiest but the sl- but the nights sometimes are the slowest uh, we have a lot less church meetings during the summer for example which I imagine is probably true for you as well yeah and thankfully we as a church don't have a lot of meetings in the evenings to begin with so that is helpful but it, yeah there's there can be a change of pace now we also have our kids camp BBS uh, that's coming up in June 12th through 16th. So if you go to our church, you have friends, invite them, register at the website. So that that is a very busy time. And uh, in our student ministry, they, they have uh, middle school camp and high school camp. And we do a, an event on July 2nd. is a kind of an in-reach and an outreach. But, um, you know, we're not... A middle break- reach? Yeah, and that too. But, you know, we're, we as a family are not breakneck busy. And we do a little bit of traveling but I mean, we just don't have the means to travel a ton, and plus, traveling with small children isn't always delightful, shall we say? So that also factors in. So, do you think vacations are good for families? Absolutely, yes. I think it can be great for families in a lot of different ways. You know, especially you know, again, I had uh, winter times up north. We had such Arctic cold, and and it's important not to freeze to death in the middle of the winter. And so everybody up north takes vacations in the winter time. But no, uh, I think God commands us to rest. I, I think vacations can be a great way to rest and really even serve God in that. It is good for us to have, good for families to have these special times together on vacation. But and even in addition to that a change of scenery sometimes can create memories for families and times uh, to see a greater you know extended families and I think those things are basically good for fam- for families. Mm, good point. How about for a church? Yeah, I think it's less so for churches typically. Typically, churches see the lowest attendance amounts during the summer months. Often people don't want to serve in areas of ministry during the summer, and thus many ministries can't happen at a church during a summertime. One church I know, though, on the other hand, you know, some churches don't feel that way, and so one church I know of uh, actually swells from vacationers during the summer because it's kind of in a vacation destination. But most churches are not like that. How How about you, Ben? What do you think of that? Yeah, I think it can put a hurt on a church, especially if you have a lot of people gone at the same time. I mean, we're here in Augusta, Georgia, it's the home of the Masters, and so we see this trend. I mean, the week of the Masters. 
people, a lot of people leave town because it's a spring break for all the schools, and and that's college and down. Um, and so people leave. Some people rent their homes. Um, they might go on vacation. They just don't want to deal with the traffic and all that. And so, but we see a trend after the masters, even kind of people get in spring summer mode, and. And two, sometimes Easter can be up around Master's Week, and so that can create some difficulties. But, you know, it can be discouraging sometimes to look around and go, man, where where are all the brothers and sisters? But on the family end, I think it can definitely be a good thing to to spend that concentrated time together, to get away, uh, to love each other, to to rest, like you said. I mean, that's a command of the Lord, just building that rhythm into our lives. And so... We're certainly, in the things we're going to talk about, we're not anti-taking a trip or a vacation. Well, what are some practical ways that parents can keep focus on Jesus during the summer for themselves and for their kids? Yeah, I think there's really a lot of ways. For your church, a way that you guys can really, I think, help have a focus during the vacation times. I was just thinking, by the way, you know, during the Masters, you guys should try to have, like, part of the course built into your church. So during the worship services, you know, all these PGA golfers have to be at your church. We could put a loudspeaker out on the, the side so they're, they're hearing the gospel as they you know, yeah, exactly. trying to line up the putt. <laughs> but anyway, some practical ways. When you travel, find a healthy church to visit. You know, and I think this seems so obvious, I think, in some ways, probably for previous generations of Christians, but it's increasingly rare that people would even think to go to a church on a vacation. You know, when you're off seeing families, when you're maybe in Hawaii on a vacation, mm-hmm. to go to church on a Sunday would seem to be not never in the thought, never in your mind. But I think it's important that a way to focus on Jesus is still go to church, still gather with the saints, even find other saints that you can meet for the first time. And it can be really fun and exciting. You have a lot of extra time sometimes during summer. I mean, the kids are off from school. There's no homework. There's longer days, the reality, longer day times. And use that not only for more fun, which you can do, but also starting perhaps a focus on family worship. You know, I think summertime can be a great time to really amp up that kind of focus on family worship. Maybe even start through having some outdoor time around a campfire or, you know, just some outdoor time playing and and talking about the Lord in times of family worship. I've known of Christians that I think have really utilized that by having a Bible memorization process during the summer. Every summer, they commit to uh, perhaps memorize a chapter of the Bible together with their family. Or, you know, other families sometimes will dedicate, take a week off during the summer for a missions trip instead of just a vacation to Hawaii, a missions trip to serve the Lord together with their family. Maybe even we had one time at our church, we've had people that have taken the week off, uh, a week off during the summer to help in VBS with their with their family and with their kids, you know, and not just focusing on on fun, but having fun serving the Lord. Yeah, there's some great, very practical ways to just not make it all about recreation. Recreation is a gift from the Lord, but we don't want to go on spiritual vacation too. And and I think just you know keeping up some of the same habits you had during the rest of the year are, are helpful and you kind of alluded to that and you know making family worship maybe a little more creative or you've got some time where hey we could I mean just something pops into my mind like Jesus's parable about the kingdom of heaven being like a treasure hidden in the field and go bury something and then have your kids go and you know they have to go find it and, and uncover it and and that kind of thing 
you know, and it, just remembering that, that all of the year, every day, is about Jesus. I mean, we don't get a pass during the summer to be worldly-minded. You know, we may even, it may be helpful uh, and healthy for us to take a rest from an area of service for a time, take a little sabbatical, but we still keep seeking Jesus personally and as a family and with our church, even during those those months. Well, Tony, how can parents bring attention to Jesus even if they're traveling or on vacation? Some of the ways that you can do this would be having faith talks on the road. You know, again, you're you're often on the road on vacations, and that's can that's concentrated family time. The reality is, it's not as if you guys can be in separate cars on a family vacation and and separate places. You know, that uh, little Johnny that's riding with you can't exactly go off to his friend's house while you're on a car driving across country together, can they? <laughs> No. So, you know, using that, I think, for intentional faith conversations, not just have your conversations about spotting the white cars as opposed to the red cars on the road, but having those times of intentional faith talks, teaching about things of the Lord, you know, even attributes of God, like Bruce Ware's book that I mentioned a couple weeks ago, the, you know, I think it talks about ways we can teach about God, even alongside the road. I think present this break, this enjoyable time, these vacation times to your kids as a gift from God, not our entitled week off as well. And I think that is just so going to be important to your kids. You know, it's easy to present our vacation times as our entitled week off, our week for us. But no, instead, it's a gift from God to be used for His glory. And sometimes having fun by the beach is for His glory. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, just some of the practices that you do at home, you don't have to just leave them at home. But I love your idea. If you're going to be spending time traveling in the car and just taking those opportunities to point out things or just, just finding ways to connect conversations to Christ. Or even if you're you're visiting with someone or they're visiting with you, it's okay. Invite them into your, your family worship time. That's um, good. And so, I mean, we've done that before. Okay, so what are ways that churches can help parents? to keep their families focused on Jesus during summer? Because we talked about what parents can do, but how can, can churches be thinking along those lines? Churches, I think, can sometimes drop the ball even worse than families can sometimes during the summer and have lots of a focus on Jesus. I, I'm sure that you've perhaps even seen that, right? Uh, in some ways. Yeah, I think, you know, churches, for example, I've seen, I've seen churches will have no Bible studies during the summer that they might have during other times of the year. Or, you know, churches that are focused on parenting help and encouraging parental discipleship do little towards that avenue during the summer. And, or even, you know, even the focus that's church sometimes, you know. So I've known in many churches that, you know, acknowledge that they're going to have such a change in dynamics during the summer. So instead of a teaching series from the pulpit uh, that's a really relevant sermons to Ephesians, for example, instead it's Christ at the movie sermon series for six weeks, you know. You know, I think that's a way that they can get off track of mission during the summer. But family camps and things like that during the summer is intentional ways to integrate and focus still on family discipleship. And perhaps even weeknight family activities together, to, uh, times of family discipleship together. You know, I've known of a church that uh, that did Awanas during the fall and spring. And during the summer, they gave all their workers a break, but they actually used it as a more intentional time where they would have kind of a, f a family Bible memorization project 
work together. So fam families worked with their own kids. They came together. It was not just a drop off, but instead it was parents were deeply involved and in working together and helping helping their children memorize Bible verses and even competing against one another. And it was a lot of fun. And I think it was a really good thing. But, you know, the truth is, I think we need to be intentional in this because when we do drop the ball, I, I think there's some truth to the non-biblical statement that the idle, idle hands are the devil workshop. Uh, yeah, there, there is plenty of truth to that. You know, it's again, it's an, always, an ongoing project saying how can we connect the generations and that kind of thing. So we're still working on that. But I, I think those are some great suggestions. I think, you know, one thing, just remind them remind parents graciously and regularly uh, to keep seeking Christ and, and, and pouring into their kids spiritually um, even during that time. And, you know, weave things into sermon application um, if you're preaching um, or into the public prayers. I think leaders just asking good questions and personal conversations. Oh, well, what are you going to do to you know, disciple your family? Uh, and just building the expectation and the culture in your church where people are expecting to be asked that question because um, I think at first it, it may be like, well, I never thought of that actually. Um, we're just going to hang out. So, and, and give them resources with ideas. I saw a, a church in Texas did, now it's a very big church, and so they have lots of resources and I'm sure a team devoted to this. And so the production value was very good as well as the content, but um, it was some kind of family guide for you know, pursuing Christ and doing spiritual things during the summer. and That's really good. Yeah, I'd like to develop something like that here. I don't have quite the resources to devote to it that they do. No. But um, but it was just, it gave idea, creative ideas for family worship and, and just ways to, to serve. And, and okay, it was just a very good idea. With that, you know, you're showing a lot of ways that, that church leaders can shepherd their congregation. I really think that summer is just such a key time to really for pastors to be shepherding. You know, the for us, even with a different schedule, it opens up a lot more times that I'm able to meet with dads, yeah. uh, you know, and, just, and encourage them to disciple their own kids. But, you know, I think that sometimes during the summer, church ministry can happen through through more mature brothers and sisters having, having those who are growing the Lord over for dinner, you know, eating that delicious watermelon and talking about the things of the Lord. That's, yeah, it, it does just, you know, life, the pace of life can change some, so, you know, we should try to seize that. Tony, what if we just kind of take a break from gathering with the church during the summer? I mean, some people do that. How will it affect parents and kids? And I mean, what kind of message could it send? Yeah, you know, this question actually reminded me of uh, some lyrics from the Hamilton musical that, uh, and some lyrics that I'm not sure that we should do. Take a break. Go away with me for the summer. Let's go upstate. You know, and <laughs> the, I think that that kind of mentality, though, can do a lot of damage. Not that that was really relevant to, um, to Christian ministry. This mentality of this taking a break has and will continue to devastate many churches, you know, that thinking beyond ourselves first, I think on a broader level of the local church, you know, the I think it has made dramatic and, and negative impact on, on local churches. The truth is a lot of times when people go traveling, 
they don't hold on to their giving. They instead uh, use it for other purposes when they're not at church. And that can really hurt the uh, church's ability to do ministry. You know, I know of a church that's really struggling to get child care for, uh, for young babies and their worship services during the summer because of people traveling and because of people not attending church, even when they're in town, you know, because perhaps something more interesting comes up. Uh, but I think it creates, even in that, I think it can create a stronger consumer culture when we when we have this mentality of taking a break. That uh, I think, especially in our kids, we're going to give our kids this men- the mentality that the local church and attending church and being faithful to God and the practices of godliness are great until something better comes up, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, that's a pretty yeah. blunt way of putting it, but it's it's very true. Yeah. So there was a Babylon Bee article about six months ago to mention basically a family is in shock that their children uh, that their children don't go to church more after the family faithfully raised them by attending church once a month unless something else is more interesting at the time, you know. And I think the reality is that this fallaway will happen more and more. That the more and more time we take off of church and times we take a break from faithfulness of the Lord because something more interesting comes along, that's exponentially more going to happen to the next generations. You know, it's going to be clear. It's going to be dangerous in that way. And I think in that, essentially, really, what you're teaching your children through those times is that church and even the Christian life is what we do when nothing more interesting is going on in life at the time, you know? And sometimes that is the case in fall and spring. Uh, we fall away even from spiritual accountability. I think that has long-lasting uh, ramifications. You know, I've seen Christians that are really going through times of growing and love for the Bible and growing in many different areas of the Christian life that take that break and it's not as if you can just pick up where you left off sometimes and and our discipleship yeah that's that's good counsel I was reading an article recently about uh, our use of technology and phones and that kind of thing and how it's teaching generation coming behind us and you know they pick up habits and patterns from us in ways that we don't even realize and then they take it and amplify it and so um, again we're, neither one of us are saying that vacation is bad uh, we're both getting ready to go do it ourselves and so you know, and it's not necessarily sinful to be away from your local congregation now we're both pastors and so we're invested in local churches in a, a great uh, uh, heightened way but yeah we just even if we take a trip in this game we can still be seeking the Lord and um, encouraging other people to do the same thing and not just take a spiritual break and um, like you said go after Jesus until something else more interesting or more stimulating comes along um, you know I think we're just really not given the option of of doing that and you know, it, I think it can lead to loving this world, being too focused on this world, and loving the gifts that God gives more than we love the giver. We can go enjoy the lake and the ocean. I mean, these God created these things. They're beautiful, and they, they can be restoring to us, um, and we can enjoy that and thank God for it. But as, as parents make plans and use their money more and more for, for now rather than eternity, you know, that, that sends a message to our kids. And so... Yeah, we, again, we can't put dollar amounts on this or anything like that. We can't put that on people's consciences, but just, you know, to be laying up our treasures in heaven. And that may mean, in some cases, that we take the money and we go on vacation. That may mean, in other cases, that we don't. And it's just, it, it takes wisdom. 
it, it will become easier to skip if we just make it a habit during the summer of not going or something else good comes along. It becomes easier over time to skip church or, or not be involved with God's people. And so, you know, the decisions that we make, just they become easier to make and easier to make with time. It's undoubtedly going to hurt our churches. And so some people are going to miss out on being loved and encouraged or served or exhorted or whatever it is um, because we lay out or we, or we develop a culture of laying out of church. No, I think that's good. You know, and I do think you're very much right that people can miss out, you know. And sometimes I do think when we think about these kind of things, uh, you know, the church— that uh, God's great church is a true spiritual family. And in that spiritual family are people that don't, that are alone, that are lonely in life. That, you know, even in our churches, we have those who don't have family members to travel to. We had uh, we had a friend at our church in Louisville had major handicaps, and he didn't really know any of, any of his family members. And so, you know, his church family was what he had. And and he loses that, that he would lose that during the summer if people just kind of dropped off. And, and I think that's really relevant. I think that, the, that for those who are Christians and are brothers in Christ, when we abandon the church, we make the summers and these times and the holidays the loneliest and the hardest times for them. That's a good point. I mean, not, not everyone in our church has a, a husband or wife or children, and so they are part of the family of God with us. And so... Um, that is a great point. And, you know, I read an article recently by Tim Challies when he was talking about we, we don't, when we miss church, the biggest thing that we're failing to do is not just that we benefit ourselves, we're failing to love other people. Yes, so that's true. I thought it was a really good observation. Well, Tony, this has been a helpful conversation just as we both get ready to go on vacation and as the summer is approaching and my, my daughter's finished up kindergarten, our, we had our high school graduation in our Christian school here and it's just, you know, summer is upon us, but we, we don't want to go to Bedside Baptist or, or Seaside Baptist or any other denomination that's, that's faithful to the Lord. So thank you, Tony, for, for reflecting on this with me and thank you for listening if you enjoyed this please like it share it review it follow us uh, on stitcher on soundcloud on itunes download it tell your friends you can connect with us individually on twitter as well he is at anthony trussoni that's t-r-u-s-s-o-n-i and i'm at ben palaz that's P-A-L-A-C-Z, like palace, but with a, a Z at the end and not an E. So we'd love to hear from you. If you have uh, thoughts, suggestions, reflections, so please, again, connect with us. And thank you for listening, and we hope to see you next time.